This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. In a surprising development, the Dodge brand was at the top of the list for J.D. Power's initial quality survey. It tied for the top spot with Kia. And while Kia has been at or near the top for several years, this is the first time that Dodge was anywhere near the top of the list. J.D. Power says that American brands scored the best they ever have in the history of the survey. The Chevrolet Sonic was the single best model that they surveyed. Surprisingly, Toyota and Honda, which used to dominate this ranking, came in well below the industry average. And Tesla came in dead last, way behind everyone else. Here's our AutoLine Insight. While it's a valuable tool, you have to be careful using the initial quality survey to draw any deep conclusions about quality. The IQS measures customer experience for the first three months of ownership. And as I like to say, everything should work for at least three months. I think a more valuable report from J.D. Power is the Vehicle Dependability Study, which measures quality after three years of ownership. Also, the older a car line is, the better it generally does. Dodge has one of the oldest lineups in the industry. The Challenger and Charger, the Durango, Caravan, and Journey have not had major redesigns in years, so they've had plenty of time to work out all the bugs. Steel importers to the U.S. were just dealt a big blow. The American Institute for International Steel, which represents 120 members, filed legal action to remove tariffs imposed on imported steel by the Trump administration in 2018. Wards reports that the U.S. Supreme Court declined to even hear the case, which means those tariffs are here to stay, unless the president changes his mind on imported steel being a threat to national security. Those previously mentioned 120 members say the tariffs have cost them more than $4.5 billion, and that was just in 2018, and they're just passing those cost increases on to automakers. Ford estimates its cost increased by $2 billion. Pickup trucks are really in the news today. Lordstown Motors is live-streaming the reveal of its electric pickup, the Endurance. That may have already happened by the time you're watching this, but we have a link in today's transcript where you can catch it. Then, at 8 p.m. Eastern Time tonight, Ford's going to reveal the all-new F-150, and we've got the link to that as well. And then, don't forget that this afternoon, we're going to have Jim Owen from Ford Performance on AutoLine After Hours. We're already getting a lot of questions from you viewers for him, and if you'd like to submit a question, send it via Twitter or send an email to viewermail at autoline.tv. We'll get going at 3 p.m. Eastern time today. Mike Martinez from Automotive News will also be joining us. And Gary and I really look forward to doing a show dedicated to high-performance cars. When a new vehicle comes out that offers both ICE and electric powertrains, the ICE variant usually comes out first. Not so with Opel and the all-new Mocha. The crossover will first be available as an EV, which combines a 100-kilowatt electric motor and a 50-kilowatt-hour battery pack 
which provides 322 kilometers of WLTP range. Gasoline and diesel engines will be offered as well. The new Mocha is attractive with modern styling. All models come standard with full LED lighting and note how the design of that lighting is similar from the front to the rear. We also like the two-tone paint job on the model shown here. The interior is dominated by two large display screens of up to 10 and 12 inches and a limited number of buttons and knobs helps keep the look clean. Of course, no new vehicle would be complete without a host of driver assistance features like the available adaptive cruise control with lane centering. Sales open up later this summer, while the new Mocha will start hitting dealerships early next year. Anytime you cut the roof off of a car, it loses a lot of rigidity. But when we drove the new Lexus LC500 convertible, we were really impressed with how solid it felt. And crash statistics from the IIHS show that automakers are doing a better job at making their convertibles safer for drivers and passengers. It looked at death rates and reported crashes from 2014 to 2018 of one to five-year-old models that are offered as both convertibles and hardtops. It found that convertibles do not pose a safety risk. Both crash and death rates were actually lower for the convertibles, but it wasn't a big difference. And take into account that this also includes instances where the driver was ejected from the car, which is obviously a higher likelihood in a convertible. But as the IIHS notes, convertibles are probably used more in nice weather, not in snowy, icy, or rainy conditions. You know what a continuation model is, right? That's where an automaker starts making classic old models again. Jaguar's Classic Center has turned out a couple of continuation models, and now it's helping owners to restore their classic Jaguars with a continuation engine. Jag is reintroducing the 3.8-liter inline six-cylinder engine block that first sat under the bonnet of cars from the 50s and 60s. The cast iron block is made to original specs, which makes it a direct replacement, and it even comes stamped with a new unique serial number. But if a customer can prove proof of ownership, Jaguar will stamp the block with the same serial number, but it includes an asterisk to denote it's a replacement. But here's where you better get ready to cringe. The block alone costs over 14,000 pounds sterling, or nearly $18,000. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. Looks like Tesla wants to start making batteries by itself, not with any other battery maker. Reuters reports that Tesla plans to build a battery research and manufacturing facility in Fremont, California. It'll employ 470 workers and they want to run that plant 24 hours a day, every day. It's estimated the plant can be finished in around three months. Tesla currently builds batteries at its Gigafactory in Nevada with Panasonic and it has contracts with LG Chem and CATL to supply it with batteries. BMW is one of the leaders in 3D printing of automotive components. Last year, it produced over 300,000 parts using additive manufacturing. But BMW wants to incorporate more 3D printing in its automotive production. That's why it just spent 15 million euros to build a new additive manufacturing complex in Germany, which just celebrated its grand opening. 
The site will produce prototype and production parts under one roof, research new 3D printing technologies, and provide training to roll out new additive manufacturing techniques to its global facilities. By doing this, BMW hopes to speed up development of new components and shorten production times. And our reminder before we sign off here, the AutoLine crew is going to take a much needed break next week, and we're actually going to start our vacation tomorrow. But we'll be right back here again on July 6th. And with that, we wrap up today's report. Thank you for watching, and we'll see you after the break. Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.